New York Artists Collective. Hi there and welcome to This Next One's About. This is the podcast where we interview an artist to discuss the creative songwriting process behind one of their songs. However, today is a very special episode. Angela and I are continuing our mini-series about how to be a better music fan. Today we continue with our series looking at social media and what that means to us as artists and how you can support us better through more considered ways of engaging on social media. So Angela Aliyah, singer-songwriter and uh, social media expert, joins me to talk about how you can be a better music fan. Recording, Angela. Okay. Okay. Angela Aaliyah, my dear, how are we? We are good. good. (laughs) Angela Aaliyah, my co-producer for the New York Artists Collective, also my bestie, um, wonderful singer-songwriter extraordinaire and social media expert. Welcome to our show, my dear. Thank you so much. I really, I just mostly come on to hear you uh, do the intro and sing my praises. <laughs> <laughs> I do that a little, I do that all the time. Yeah, I'm done now. Goodbye. <laughs> kidding. <laughs> just kidding. So Angela, we are going to talk about social media today. This is our, our mini, this is the second of our mini series, our mini sodes, our special episodes as to how as an audience member, as a fan, you can support your favorite artists uh, better to help them move forward with their career. Yeah. I just feel like since there's so many independent artists nowadays, it's become extra important that people can understand how, how we work and what, and what makes a difference. Yeah. And social media, it's such a tricky, tricky thing. Using it well, I think, I mean, everyone uses social media, but using it well, I think is the challenge. Yes. Yeah, totally. We are here to talk about how to support artists using social media in the way that you would normally use it, but being a bit more clever about it. Yes. Cleverness is key. (laughs) And it's actually not even that hard. I think the biggest thing, like, so, you know, I'll explain to our listeners that I am a musician and a singer songwriter, but also have my own business helping people with marketing and social media strategy. Um, So it's something that I kind of see both sides of. And even as someone who's quote unquote in the industry, things change so often that, you know, what you thought was helpful a year ago might not even be that helpful today. And that's, we'll talk about Mm. one in particular. Um, And, you know, to specify, I think today we're really going to focus on Instagram. Uh, I don't know about you, but I know that's the primary place that I uh, focus all my social media efforts because A, it's my favorite platform and B, I think it's the most popular at this point. For musicians, absolutely. And I think it's a way that we, one, it's the easiest way for us to interact and engage with our fans, but it's also a great way to meet and interact with other artists. Yeah, absolutely. I have met a few people that I never would have crossed paths with and ended up doing co-writing sessions with them. Uh, I'm opening for one of them on October 5th at, you know, here in, in New York. So when you use it authentically and genuinely, it is like showing up to a party where you know some people and get to meet the rest. <laughs> well, tell you what, Ange, one thing that has eluded me, or it, it used to elude me, not some, not so much anymore. I'm trying to be sort of quite coy about how daft I am or not on social <laughs> media. But please, will you explain to me and our dear listeners the all-important and all-powerful algorithm? The what is algorithm. an algorithm? Everyone talks about an algorithm, but what does it actually 
mean? What is it and what does it do? And why is it so important for us to understand? That's such a good question that I take for granted because I've actually seen artists or entrepreneurs say like, the algorithm is really screwing me over today. And I'm like, that's funny. Like, I get it. But a lot of people don't know what the hell you're talking about when you say that. (laughs) Um, So the algorithm is essentially a formula Google runs like their search engine runs on some type of an algorithm like it's it's what runs a lot of social media and search features and apps on our phones and the way that we see content it used to be anyone who's been using instagram since the beginning like myself it's the beginning of time since the dinosaurs were on instagram <laughs> um <laughs> uh, i remember that everything was purely chronological so you'd open the app and whoever posted something the most recently that was the top thing you saw and then you scroll down and it was literally just a chronological feed of who posted what when do you remember that oh yeah yes years ago right like nine years ago at this point <laughs> um Over time, Instagram changed the algorithm, which is how people see content both on their own feeds, like who they're following, as well as in um, the Explore page, which I know some people use because it's suggesting things that it thinks you're going to like. So instead of it just being chronological, now Instagram shows it to you based on a number of metrics I I did air quotes, which no one can see. And those metrics include things like how many likes a post gets or how much engagement a post gets, meaning comments, how many times it's been viewed versus how much engagement it gets. So if 10 out of 10 people are seeing it and liking it, that's going to be better than if 10 people saw it, but only five people liked it. Like it's crazy. It's nuts. And beyond just even being aware that there's an algorithm, it also is very frequently changing. Yeah, it learns. It learns and they change intentionally what it responds to. So, you know, if five years ago it was mostly how many likes a post got, now there's like multiple different, I'm trying to avoid the word things. With factors. Factors is the perfect word. There are multiple factors that Instagram is taking into consideration to judge essentially how good the post is, how popular it is, how engaging it is to people. Can we take a step for us for a moment? So I've just, you know, whilst we were talking and I was very much paying attention to you, I have looked up the definition of an algorithm. Mm. A process or set of rules to be followed in calculations or other problem-solving operations, especially by a computer. My understanding of an algorithm was, you know, it was a mathematical calculation. But when you start to think about it in the context of social media, you're like, oh, what does that even mean? Yes. Okay, so so my adult brain now understands from your explanation that an algorithm is a set of rules and calculations that has been set up by Instagram to determine what content people will most want to see. That is precisely what it is, Stephanie. Smarty pants. Thanks, Ange. <laughs> so far, we were kind of like neck and neck as to who was the biggest dork. <laughs> this whole algorithm chat. I think I've just taken the lead. <laughs> anyway, now we've established what an algorithm is. <laughs> <laughs> and that we're both dorks. Yeah, and that we're both dorks. Um, let's talk about how we can beat that uh, all powerful algorithm. That's a good way to put it because with Instagram changing so much and just knowing that there's this machine running what people see and don't see, you can kind of hack that and say, okay, so what does it value and how do we support artists by giving them more of that is essentially how that works. So there's four particular things that I wanted to share today that are super 
easy. Like none of this requires knowing how to code, hacking into Instagram's mainframe, or like doing anything. We also, we also don't support doing that. No, <laughs> no hacking. Disclaimer. <laughs> and we're going to get into trouble. Come on. That's, that's my life goal. <laughs> no, so four super easy tips to uh, support artists by helping them get their content seen. The first one, stories is a relatively new feature on Instagram. I love them. I think artists use them a lot because it's a fun way to kind of see into their lives. But we can also use them to promote our posts or promote like, hey, I have a show or this new single came out or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And if you reply to someone's story, even if you do those quick reactions like a like an applause or heart eyes, or if you reply with a comment, like if you just say like, yay, congratulations, or I can't wait to be there or whatever you want to say, Instagram will show their story to more people. Ta-da! <laughs> Easy. Because I, I started to notice that with mine as well. And I'm like, who are these people that have seen my story and why have they seen my story? Mm -hmm. But it must be because my content's so engaging that people respond. And then Instagram says, hey, Joe Blogs over there, you might be interested in Stephanie Manza's content. Exactly. So when someone's replying to your content, uh, it'll show it to the, you know, it might show people through the explore page, which means that they have relevant interests. Or what I suspect with my stories is that it's also showing my story to people who might not usually see my content, but they are following me. Because, you know, when you start getting thousands of followers, not everyone is seeing all your stuff all the time. So the more, the more engagement you get, the more of those people it's going to show. And the same goes for, you know, the rest of the tips that we have today as well. So which brings us to point number two. So point number two, use five words or more when you comment on someone's post, when they're posting to their Instagram feed. And this is something you and I talked about recently. It is. And when we say five words or more, we mean words and not just emojis. Yes, exactly. Yeah, no, not just like heart, 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 heart. Actual words. So this is another thing that Instagram is now picking up on is it wants to see that it's real humans commenting on a post. So five words or more tends to be the standard and then it will weight it heavier in the algorithm, aka show the post to more people because it's like, hey, look, real humans are interested in what this person just shared. Because there are a lot of bots on Instagram that are, you know, so that, that's what happened, I think, you know, a couple of years ago. And it, there were a lot of bots that were trying to beat the algo and it would be like an, an emoji or a, some, something very small that was just clearly a bot and someone wasn't really following you or whatever. Yeah. And they were trying to drive their own likes and their own followers and whatnot. Yeah. And adding to that, let's say, let's say you post something and I comment, you know, five words or more on it. And then you reply, if you're a fan and the artist replies to you, keep the dialogue going in the comments because Instagram not only is interested in the quality of the comment, but also how many comments a post has. So you could easily help them rack up the comments on that post while also getting to chat with someone that you admire. And most artists nowadays, if they're aware of this kind of Instagram foolery <laughs> that they have to do. Um, you know, a lot of artists I think now are getting even more incentivized to be engaged because they know that, you know, it's helpful. And I think they'll appreciate the effort of people engaging with them in a real way. So point number three, also relating to posts, this is a whole new thing. This is like a super new thing. So comments, you know, that's been, that's been going for a while. However, some, even, even 
Instagram users who don't use it for business or music might have heard that Instagram has been testing in various countries the option of removing likes entirely. <gasps> no. Gasp. I know. Gasp. Was that believable? How believable was my gasp? That was so great. That was a great gasp. Um, (laughs) So yeah, yeah, they've been testing it in Canada and then they added a bunch of other new countries. New Zealand, I thought. Australia, New Zealand, where they removed the likes from posts. You can't see them. You can't see how many people liked it. And so that is because they're testing to see if they want to take away that feature entirely. So instead of that, what they're also testing simultaneously is how many people save a post. So I don't know if you've noticed in the lower right-hand corner of any post, there's that little bookmark button, um, which I love. I use it all the time for stuff like recipes or inspirational whatever or funny stuff that I want to come back to. But I've also noticed on my artist page, because you can see, I can see my insights, that sometimes, like for example, if I post a clip of a cover that I'm doing, it'll have like 10 saves or something like that, which means people are wanting to come back to it later, which is awesome. Um, But it also helps that post get seen by more people. I can't say that I've, I'm much of a save poster or a post saver. (laughs) No, I don't don't do that. But that's interesting because when you mentioned that earlier, when we had our pre-show chat, um, yeah, that wasn't one I was familiar with. But this is why you're an expert and we're doing this mini-sode so we can all learn. Yeah. I think part of the reason they're doing it too is that people love Pinterest so much and it's kind of, uh, you can create collections in Instagram of saved posts. So I have a collection of recipes and then I have a collection of like quotes that I want to repost later and stuff like that. So you can just easily make a collection of like your favorite artists and if they post something, it's just as easy as like clicking that button and popping it in collection folder that you've made and that helps them out tremendously that's so funny i didn't realize it was was pretty much just for weddings like is that not what it's not just used for right. I don't know. <laughs> totally weddings and mood boards <laughs> they're kind of like stealing away that functionality a little bit from pinterest because people spend so much time on instagram you know i i know friends who used pinterest before for like the next haircut they want to get but you can do that on instagram now too so there. But yeah, so Instagram is is uh, giving more weight to post saves nowadays to determine what's quote unquote valuable. It's interesting because the, the like created a value. It's such an interesting concept in the world of social media kind of has transformed the way that we engage with Facebook yeah. and Instagram and the validation that we get from likes and, you know, how many likes we get in a certain post, you know, and Facebook will then spit out oh, this is your most liked post from 2019 or whatever. And you're like, Mm -hmm. oh, okay, cool. Or if you don't get likes on something, then you feel like a big failure. It's it's interesting why they're suggesting to get rid of it. It's interesting. But then then with the influencers, so I guess it's more about like, because I I think when I heard that, I thought they meant like, you know, they won't show how many people are following somebody. Yeah, I don't think they'll I don't think that they'll go so far as to remove follower counts, but the likes was definitely driven. I think especially by the number of younger users that are on Instagram and it really was affecting their self-esteem and like mental health, which is wild to think about because I did not grow up in a time where the internet was like as impactful as it is today. I'm sure some kids probably interact with most of their friends or interact with their friends mostly through social media versus actually in person. I think we're now moving towards that. Just quite terrifying. Right. It is. It is, Stephanie. But you know what? 
here we are. We're not here for a debate on, <laughs> on human behavior, however. I know this is going to turn into a uh, uh, social behavior podcast. Um, so the last point uh, has less to do with the algorithm and more to do with common sense, which is <laughs> if an artist that you love is having a show in your area or they post a video that you love or they just release something new, share it to your story or to your feed or both because chances are if you love them, someone else you know is going to love them too. And it it really has just been so touching to me to see people share what I'm working on. I think social media gets devalued sometimes, uh, but it's how we connect nowadays. And so to see someone share a video that I did and be like, everyone should listen to this. It's so great or whatever, like, you know, share everyone. You had like so many people sharing when you released your single the other day, which congratulations again, Stephanie. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um I was stuck in my head for like four days, just for the record. <laughs> well, that's not. Nice. I got singing your geographically incorrect. <laughs> my geographically incorrect song, yeah. I love it so much. No. Um, Thank you, sweetheart. But don't you agree, though? I think when people, you know, when you get people sharing and celebrating with you, um, it's not only like so nice as an artist, but it also is a way that you can pretty easily and quickly help support people. Yeah, I suppose just having gone through that recent experience of releasing a single, how challenging that is in itself yeah posting once or you know two or three times a week for instance that's kind of we're almost kind of used to that but we don't release a single three times a week we probably do that maybe two or three times a year and the effort that it takes to kind yeah. of go through that you know the amount of planning the the reach outs that you have to do behind the scenes to you know all of the blogs and, and people like that so you know for me the release of it when people share and they like and they they post their own comments about how they relate to your story, it really becomes very meaningful to interact with people that way. Yeah. So I'm, I was very grateful for, for the support that I received during that single release. But yeah, it's not easy. And when an artist has a release, it's a really big deal for them. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of money that goes into it. There's a lot of effort that goes into it. There are many, many people that are involved with the making and the production of it all. And then, of course, the marketing and so on and so forth. We've talked slightly about Spotify and, and whatnot, but getting the word out, the yeah. more organically we can do that, the better. Absolutely. It's it's kind of a rule of the business that you need to see something or someone or a brand at least seven times before you start to recognize it and give it some clout, so to speak. So even if it's a bigger artist that I just love, like Lizzo, I am obsessed with everything about her, from her music to her mission to herself. And even though I know she has like 5 million followers and almost everyone I know knows her and loves her. <laughs> I still like the other day shared something about her because I just want to make sure that if someone heard the name Lizzo on the street and then saw it on a billboard and then maybe heard one of her songs in a cafe, I'm like, I will be that fourth point of contact for you because I want you to know how amazing this person is. Um, so even with bigger artists, like it, it still matters if you really love and support what they do. No, I completely agree. Now, Angela, I have enjoyed this podcast immensely. I have learned many things. <laughs> but can we do my my fun my favorite part? Yes. Can we do the rundown? Oh yes. But only if you put yeah. theme music. <laughs> Which theme music would you like? I had so much fun with the Mission Impossible one last time. <laughs> what about I'm gonna leave that <laughs> to your artistic choice. <laughs> Ready? Yes. Set. Go. There we go. All right. So our rundown for today for how to support artists through Instagram in particular is number one, reply to their stories, which will help them get seen more. 
Number two, use five words or more when commenting on their posts. And as Stephanie pointed out, make sure they are words and not just emojis. <laughs> uh, number three, save their posts. That will also help the posts get seen more and discovered by new people. And number four is share their work on your page, on your feed or on your story um, and share it with the people that are following you will help them get, you know, visibility and probably some new fans. Thank you, Angela. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, final, final question. Um, so I'm enjoying this mini series that we're doing. What other mini series uh, episodes do we have coming up? So we have we have a couple of special guests coming onto the show uh, in the near future. We have someone from a major publishing company, which is really exciting. Um, that means for those of you who that phrase makes no sense to, uh, he's in charge of actually paying out artists. Uh, for when their songs are used on TV. So if you, like me, discovered Ingrid Michaelson in 2008 <laughs> watching an Old Navy commercial, he probably paid her check <laughs> um, if she's you know with this publishing company. So anyway, we're excited to kind of get his behind the scenes on that side of the industry. Um, we also have a guest of Stephanie's who's coming uh, from a, a PR, PR agency, a publicist. Yes. Mm -hmm. super yep. cool um who i think will have something interesting to say about social media as well and probably more uh tips both for artists as well as fans who want to make sure they're doing a good job of being a fan nowadays um mm -hmm. and then we're gonna do a deep dive into spotify i think it's it's probably the most popular music listening platform at this point mm -hmm. um which is totally fine but there's ways to really make the most of it for sure uh, in terms of supporting artists and, and helping them get their music out there. So those are just a few of the, of the mini-sodes we'll be diving into together, Steph. Thank you for having me, Miss Stephanie. Thank you for joining me, Miss Angela. <laughs> My pleasure, as always, to uh, hear you give me compliments in the intro. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, I am really enjoying our little mini-sodes. Um, it's a nice little break from the artist stuff that we do which I very much enjoy but in terms of who we are and what we're about we're about building community between both artists and, and the audience and you know it's it's a it's it's a tough gig being an independent musician is a hard gig and we know that if you love music the way that we do you want to know how to do it better so we hope this is useful for you if you have any comments by all means send them our way you, you can email us at info at newyorkartistscollective.com or follow us on the old Instagram thing and direct message us. Slide into our DMs, if you will. If you will. Um, and I will add to that too, if anyone listening has specific questions like about merch or about shows or any questions you have about what it's like to be an artist, we mm -hmm. are happy to answer them in this oh, series. Yeah. We could do a, a thing on merch. We could do that. We could. We could. <laughs> Angela, Aaliyah, once again, thank you. And I will see you very soon, my dear. Yes, sounds great. Thank you, Steph. Angela Aaliyah, singer-songwriter and social media expert. If you want to check her out, she is at Angela Sounds on Instagram. I hope you enjoyed today's mini episode, mini-sode, if you will. Angela and I have some really special guests planned in the next few weeks and months. But if you have any feedback for us, if you have any questions, please send them through to us. You can DM us. We are on Instagram at New York Artists Collective, or you can send us an email 
info at newyorkartistscollective.com. Thanks for listening to This Next One's About. My name is Stephanie Manns. We'll see you next week. New York Artists Collective.